them are more than pals Our show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests and music and reviews Game of Thrones, Winona too She promised there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Up podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And I'm Tara. On today's episode, we have some nerd news. We're going to be talking about some ERP news. We're going to continue with the Batwoman saga. And then we're going to roll into our um, our virtual Pride Festival. We're going to talk about the half of it, that Netflix film, and some other stuff too. <laughs> but first, nerd news. Wow. Okay. Are you getting tired of doing that yet? <laughs> I just feel like I could up my game if we just pre-produce something. So <laughs> just, just anything. Just <laughs> anything, really. I work in news. I should we'll be able to it. come up with something good. Yeah. We'll have a production meeting about it. Rock on. So, so we're we are continuing. Oh, okay, guys. <laughs> right off the bat. Uh-oh. Get in the uh, get in the Batmobile or whatever they call it. Ooh. We're headed we're headed to Gotham on the Bat Cycle. That yes, it's getting that. This is Batwoman. Now why don't you hop on my Bat Bike and let's ride all the way to Gotham. All right, we're here. We're in Gotham. Oh yeah, it's really dark, very moody. I feel scared. <laughs> <laughs> so the Batwoman. Casting saga continues. So when we last spoke, the three of us, it was uh, confirmed, or at least we we were pretty sure that they were going to introduce this new character, Ryan Wilder, to be Batwoman. And we weren't sure what, what that meant for Kate Kane. We had speculated that maybe she just disappears. Maybe they kill her. Maybe she runs away. We have no idea. So then there were some rumors earlier last week that oh they're gonna kill her off they're gonna kill off kate kane and twitter was not very happy about that guys no um, no there was um there's a bunch of tweets that i i uh i noted one of them was from emily andrus have you heard of her <laughs> a little bit <laughs> she tweeted okay but what if you don't kill the, the lesbian heroine whom thousands of little girls look to um, another, another tweet from Bridget L- Lizweski. She's a reporter over there at tvline.com. She says on a show where people survive insane car crashes, people visit from other worlds and villains change faces on the daily. You still mm. think just straight up killing the lesbian hero is the way to go. Step back and keep workshopping because I can assure you there's a better answer. So we kind of mentioned this last week where it's like, well, they're going to bury this really high profile gay character. And uh, I thought we, you know, we ha- haven't we moved past this sort of thing? Um, and so, and then Carolyn Drives, who's the showrunner, very quickly said, "Hey guys, um, no, 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 we're not going to kill her off." You know, she uh, she wrote as a lesbian who's been working as a writer for the past fifteen years. I'm well aware of the barrier gaze trope, and I have no interest in participating in it. So it seems like they're going to try to work this Kate Kane uh, mystery, like sort of missing in into the show. It's going to be part of the show. It's a mystery. We don't know. So they very quickly 
squash the rumor of killing Kate Kane. And I mean, ultimately, I think that from a PR perspective was definitely the way to go. Oh, for sure. It makes me wonder if they, was there ever really a plan to kill her? Was it put out there to like, let's see what the reaction is. Mm. If we put that out there as a rumor and to see how they react to that. Um, I mean, Tara and I talked about it as far as, you know, she's, her character's tied so closely to so many other, I mean, everybody on the show, um, the sister, the dad, the exes, I mean, the whole thing that yeah, it's built, it's built around Kate Kane. Yeah. I mean, and if you know, for sure, she's never coming back as Kate Kane, then it's kind of like if killing, killing always gives all the dramatic po- possibility. Cause otherwise, what are you going to, are you going to look for it? Cause you're never going to find her cause she's not coming back. Um, and it just leaves all those questions as far as how do you handle like her just leaving? But we just finished this, the season today. Mm. And I feel like the way it ended, it, it almost makes more sense to me that there is a story where she just leaves as opposed to, Oh, she's just dead. And do you shoot her death? It was someone else in the bat suit. I mean, how do you handle that? If you quote kill her off, I, I feel like there were plenty of possibilities or reasons that she could go given how the series ended this season. So it, doesn't seem like you have to kill her off to make it a thing. It's just, it seems like there has to be a way that they move on and don't search for her because right. she's not coming back. So, right. right. Or maybe she just gets lost for 15 years like uh, Alice did. Or Alice sets that up somehow and she has to suffer the same fate that she did. Oh, that's cool. There's Ooh, a lot of, yeah, right? <laughs> and like she, but she really does. She doesn't get rescued after one episode. I mean, you, they have to come up with a way for Kate Kane to leave all these relationships she's formed over the past season and without looking like a jerk for just leaving them all. Right. You know? like, and then to make them know, still relevant, you know, and because, right. Because right. as I don't know, one of my favorite relationships is that Mary Kate relationship, even right. though, in my opinion, right. Mary is the reason that dynamic works because mm-hmm. she is such a good actress and she really makes you feel it. Um, but even watching today, the, the finale, I was thinking, Oh, this, this is such a good moment, but it's because of Mary. <laughs> it's not because, cause Kate Ruby, it was just flat and yeah, I could see how that chemistry just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, I think I, it would I, bring things out in her occasionally, but yeah, Mary. Yeah. Don't let Mary leave the show. That's what we're no, saying. No, we that's Mary. what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Don't Mary. get, you know, have other people leave just because I can't. Ruby no, Rose, I can't. you know? It's such a strong ensemble. And those other characters have been have been uh, carrying the show. And, you know, I don't mean to be bashing on Ruby Rose. I don't, you know, it's not. I, I Ultimately, I actually feel bad for her. I feel like she was not, I feel like they kind of set her up for failure. I don't think she, as an actress, was ready for this, uh, or an actor, was ready for this type of role. No, I don't either. And I also think, as far as like the level required to to be the lead, as far as acting talent, yeah, I don't think so either. But I don't know if anybody's really prepared for the workload that comes with it, if you've never done it. Sure, but you, you know, uh, Rachel Scarsden has been acting for a very long time. And oh yeah, she's been on many sets, and she, you know, she, as an example, is a is a an experienced actor. Oh yeah, for sure, they're all way more experienced. I think yeah. exactly. So like taking someone like her and putting her in a scene with someone like Ruby, who really was cat. I feel like she was cast because she had had a name 
and she had the look. Putting those two people in a in a in a scene together, Rachel's going to act the shit out of that scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, Ruby, uh, I think was just kind of was she hoping was that she could just kind of show hanging up. on. Yeah, right, right, yeah. So I feel bad right. for Ruby Rose. I hope that she she continues to get work. And I hope that you know she gets she finds a place in the industry where it's a little more suited to what she's good at. That being said, I'm excited to see who they cast. But it it again they do have a lot of work to do because they that new character has to connect with all these other characters and she right. now the new love interest with Sophie and I'm not caught up like you guys there these answers may have already been old news but. And yeah, Mary is is like the heart of the show. So hopefully for some reason they have it like, you know, this seems like they have a lot of work to do, but they they obviously have put it out there now that that Kate's, you know, they're they're not going to kill her. But yeah, they have have a lot of work to do. Yeah, I'm excited, though. (laughs) I can't can't wait. (laughs) Really want to see where this is going. So then, Wendy, you found this. I think you did, right? The Pride poster. Uh, It was sent to me. Warner Brothers released a pride poster and it looks like a kind of a mosaic of all their gay characters under the Warner Brothers studio um, family. And um, there's no Ruby Rose in that. (laughs) Nope. In fact, for an even bigger slap in the face, one of the biggest featured (laughs) pictures, they're all kind of different sized pictures. Yeah. Is Sophie from, uh, from Batwoman. So, which if I had to pick, I would, pick other CW or WB gay characters to be, have a larger presence than Sophie. I mean, she's great, yeah. but I, like Kyler Lee's on there. And, you know, I would think that her character's just more established on there or here's, the 100. And, you know, here's my guess. They had this poster ready to go before uh, Ruby Rose, you know, kind of steps away. So they had a spot for her. They're like, uh, let's put Sophie in there. That's Yikes! Pro- yeah. that's, pro- that's probably what happened, right? Sophie probably had like a one of these little or ones, and then like <laughs> just Photoshop slider over. I mean, Sophie's bigger than Ellen, and uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Like that's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I bet they did. I'm thinking that was Ruby Rose. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Wah wah. Ouch! Uh, I mean, dang. <laughs> like she's still. The show just ended. Like. A month ago, not even. Yeah, no. I mean, was it just I a month? Think, damn. Yeah, that episode aired on five on May seventeenth. Okay, let's just say this tattoo. You'll see when you get to the finale. We're very glad it was not scheduled to air this month. Oh, they would have yeah. pulled the episode if it was oh. going to air this month. That's oh, all no. I'm saying. Yeah, it it does not have a have a scene that would do well in today's climate. So. They, I don't think they would have aired. They absolutely would have. Yeah. Oh wow, interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll, I'll now I'm Keep definitely an eye gonna, out for that one. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I mean, I think it would have been. I don't know. I, I think it would have been a classy move to to leave her in there. I think so. I don't know. It's so glaringly, it, uh, it does. But I feel like that's still Batwoman. Weird message. She is still Batwoman. True. She's still Batwoman. True. They're always going to have that whole you know season what? where she's Batwoman. That's she's true. The legacy I, of Kate Kane. I yeah, feel like that, this shows the depths of how much they were ready for her to go. I mean, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like this is probably like going There's forward. so many pictures. They could have just put a tiny little picture. Unless yeah. Ruby said, hey, I don't want to be on any of your crap anymore. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe it's a contractual thing. It is a contractual. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, right. Too. Maybe her contract's over and yeah. 
Um, but you know, full disclosure, I actually worked for Warner Brothers Television, and uh, why is there a new picture on here? All good question. All rise. <laughs> All Rise gets a little love. Mark Helgenberger plays a... a oh, I wondered a, why. Oh, yeah. I it with Warner Brothers. So, yeah, Wait, she's a lesbian that. on that show? She is. I had no oh, idea. Maybe you should watch. I <laughs> uh, did not mean it to be that snarky. I ran into that one. Head first oh, uh, <laughs> no, I love... I mean, I love Mark Helgenberger so much. Her character's a badass. And I remember uh, I worked on the pilot before they we sold it to the to CBS. And I remember we you know we, the final cut was done. We we're about to turn it in. We watched it all together as a as a post department. And my boss, my showrunner, turns to me and goes, he was going around, like, hey, what did you think? What did you think? And my my notes were, uh, it's great, uh, more Marg Helgenberger and pantsuits. <laughs> cannot like go wrong that was my only note so yeah nice. she's uh she's she's amazing she's great cat i have one more question for you how many times have you watched the 5 a.m hour of tla in the oh. mornings Jeez, <laughs> it's getting dirty now because i'm pretty sure that's my show that's wendy's show <laughs> oh boy it's a battle double of the burn. shows <laughs> double burn okay. all right i'll tell you what Uh-oh. I, I will watch an episode <laughs> of your show I've watched an episode of your show. Two. Oh, okay. Well, then I will watch two episodes of your show. <laughs> Don't bother. Not that great. Please, uh, <laughs> we want you to live tweet. <laughs> it's all, it's live tweet the news. It'll be really That's exciting. Really It'll be real I'll, uplifting. Uh, I'll get up uh, really early. <laughs> with my, like, you'll watch the day I make some huge mistake on it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your note now, Kat? Yeah, exactly. You have. <laughs> More cat videos. That's my note. Oh, yeah. we try. Uh, we try. And just be, uh, so last week we had talked about how Kate Kane was one of the only um, Jewish uh, superheroes on TV. And the question was, did the CW actually the, the CW version of Batwoman did that? They did the show embrace her her Jewishness? And so I did a little research, and actually they did. They mentioned it a couple times. Her bat mitzvah is brought up mostly. Oh, really? They asked the showrunner, Carolyn Dries, before the show premiered about this, and she confirmed, yes, we, we will definitely uh, make that a part of her identity. It's not going to be as featured, but it, we will not ignore it. So they were kind of, okay. you know, they were honoring that part of her in a very, very minimal way. It was, you know, it was only kind of thrown around a couple times, but they did. It's in there. Okay. For the record. Okay, guys. Are you ready? You know where we're going? We're where? leaving off. Oh, uh-huh. it's like, okay. I have snacks. The I'm ready cat to go. cycle. What are we calling it? The catmobile. What is the, it? The no. bat cycle. Isn't it called the bat cycle? <laughs> it's not your private cat cycle. Or it might just be. Oh, right. <laughs> bat. The bat bike. Mm. The bat bike. Maybe it is. I don't know. I have to look it up. It has a name. Get on. <laughs> climb on. Here we go. You ready? Are we all getting on the same <laughs> bike? That's why we should just get in the batmobile. I mean, that's There's how we room. got. Like to end, fine, we'll get in the Batmobile. That makes that's less awkward looking. And then I for all three, get on the bike. I want a sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> it's still pretty tight though. It's a very there's not like a lot of passenger room in the, the Batmobile. <laughs> right. Doesn't it's matter. More of a lone wolf <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> that's right. There's not a lot of uh, commuting. In right. <laughs> in any event, come on, guys, we're going to Purgatory. She nerds out presents live. From Purgatory. 
All right. Here we are. Are we there yet? <laughs> are we there yet? We're here. So this week, actually this weekend, Emily Andrus, she's the showrunner, creator, and executive producer of Winona Earp. She was featured on a podcast call, called This Matters, uh, produced by the Toronto Star. And it was really, it's a quick, it's like maybe half an hour. But it's it's really just her talking about how COVID is affecting TV now as a as a as a you know content creator and looking forward how it will affect story and just the practicality of shooting. Um, and so the sort of the the gist of it was it's actually really interesting her perspective um, as a producer in Canada. But the gist is uh, she's saying that they they're pretty confident they'll get back to production. Before the end of the summer. So that could mean August, you know. And she's concerned with things like, you know, the uh, the intimacy that a set uh, creates, not just with the, the crew, but also on, on camera, right? Characters being intimate together, which is a concern on the show for people who well, enjoy yeah. Yeah. it for that reason. <laughs> and uh but you know she still ha- she's not sure what that's going to look like and she's also you know one theory that people have been batting around is well you know you just you you sec- like the nba is doing right you seclude everybody they go from the hotel to set and that's it and sh- her point was you know we 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 don't want to treat actors like assets they're not equipment right they're people yeah. with families and <laughs> uh lives and so she was hesitant to to treat to kind of, you know, to embrace that, that particular theory. So uh, it's kind of still up in the air, but just to hear her talk about it. I, I'm a, I don't know if you know, I'm a big fan of Emily. I, I enjoy her very much. And just listening to her talk about TV uh, was interesting on top of uh, this sort of very current situation that we're in. So I would encourage people to listen to that. She's also very funny. She's just funny. She's oh mm-hmm. yeah. If you've not followed her on Twitter, Twitter, and I don't know if you're listening to us, how have you not followed her, Emily Andrus on Twitter? She's a hoot. She's very clever. You can see where the comedy in her shows comes from. Mm-hmm. Her brain, because where it's that in, Winona it's, wit. <laughs> yeah, it's on full display on the Twitter, and Melanie too. Sometimes they have some great back and forth <laughs> on that. They do. So another ERP news. Um, because of Pride Month, Sci-Fi is releasing some really cool herb themed little videos and one that came out recently is called is it fight like an herper wendy is that what it's called i think it was yeah fight like an herper so it was really i cool. did watch it, was- it i just forgot i have that memory <laughs> <laughs> i did it's the alcohol it's the drinking so it's- <laughs> <laughs> it is called fight like an herper come on excellent thank you and it's a cool video it's a bunch of interviews with fans of the show uh, talking about why they love it and why they love the fandom. And it kind of tells you the, the story of like, you know, from the, you know, the fight, fight for Winona sort of struggle and how fans pretty much saved the show. And then, so it's really, it's really nice, lovely tribute to the fandom. And then towards the end, they cut in some, uh, very quickly, they cut, they cut in some, some shots from the upcoming season four. Ooh, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. And so, you know, uh, as you would imagine, uh, the uh, fans online immediately started picking apart every single frame of new content because there's nothing else to really talk about in the fandom. Desperate times. So, you know, I I went through it and I I pulled some screen grabs. 
We saw uh, <laughs> send, <laughs> send those to you guys. Yeah. And so there's there's some fun, you know, there's some fun stuff in here. One shot looks like Shorty's, the bar, has been turned into what I think looks like a juice bar. <laughs> fruit How can that there's be? Like, well, plus there's food pro there's food processors. Yeah, and but come mixture. on, man, juice bar. <laughs> yeah, it looks there's a lot of greenery. A lot of greenery. It's you know some bananas I mean, out there. Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> does, does look very tropical. In um, and if you if you zoom in, you see okay, there's Doc. Behind Doc is a brunette, which is probably Winona, and then in front of Winona. Is a character known as Chrissy Nedley. She been Yay! on the board. I yeah. heard of her. Okay. No. So She's Chrissy, Nedley's daughter. That's right. So Chrissy returns, and so uh, you know the 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 general consensus here is that this is probably some sort of a uh, alternate reality, or Doc is having some sort of a you know uh, fever dream or something. Like it, there's some you know this is probably not what Shorty's is going to look like. In real, in the real world of purgatory, maybe they repurposed, repurposed it. Maybe they did. Who knows? You know? it's possible. <laughs> it's, it, it's still. I mean, anything's possible. I mean, Chrissy's kind of like a fan favorite, right? I hear a lot, like more Chrissy Nedley. She is her interactions she, with Waverly. Are exactly. Very bad. Is it telling that I don't remember Chrissy Nedley, and that does that tell me I should go back and rewatch before season well, four? I think so. I mean, you Maybe should always you. go back. Yeah. And <laughs> But yeah, she's in two episodes, and uh, but you know she also shows up a lot in fan fiction. Oh, there yes. you go. That's yep. why you yep. know her more. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, she's you know she's Waverly's best friend from high school, and so you know she she works her way into a lot of storylines. But that's that's fun. Like the fact that they're going to be bringing, and I wonder if we're going to see Champ again. Oh, Champ! Uh, that would be fun. Oh, if only we're so lucky to see that, him again. I know. I know, that, Tara. I know you're a big fan. Yeah, especially those <laughs> jeans. <laughs> uh, and then there's another shot. It looks like uh, Nicole Hot wearing that green beanie that we've seen in some other shots of her. Hitting somebody with a shotgun, I think. So that's fun. Uh, yeah, And I think, uh, uh, let me see if that's the one. Yeah, she posted a, Cat uh, um, Burrell posted a picture, a different shot of this of her in this beanie on instagram i think and she said something like straight up what i look like in high school <laughs> oh, <So. cool. laughs> That's yeah but it was a bit like a clear shot of her you know almost looking a little avril lavigne-esque and <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing uh that's really cute uh a <clears throat> fan- uh, uh, friend of the show cat bro right friend of the show <laughs> friend of snop that's right, friend of the snot. Is that Melanie's crotch in that other screen grab? I think that's Melanie's crotch. Is that okay. with all the guns in front of it? Melanie's crotch. Okay. Yeah, I mean she's got the fringed leather jacket. That's classic Winona. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. She's got the two she's guns. Got, she's got the two guns, and then if you look at the the pool table, is a bunch of weapons. So this is the scenario yeah. in my mind. Is so, and you can see uh, Nedley behind her. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this okay. is my guess is okay. This is them. This is probably the very beginning of the first episode of season four. They're 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 okay. What weapons do we have available to us? Let's go. We got to go get our people. So this is, I think, them getting ready for a battle of some kind. Her shirt looks dirty. Ooh, I'm She's so excited. Can't wait. I know, right? It looks dirty, but also looks shiny. Her shirt, right? A little shiny. 
It looks, yeah, like kind of like a snake skin type of uh, that, like shimmering kind skin. of, you know. Yeah, yeah. you're right. All right, yeah. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to catch back up because I've forgotten. Yeah. yeah, Wendy, you do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and all these shots are are essentially behind the scenes shots of actual scenes yeah. being filmed. Yeah, exactly. You're totally right. Um, so who knows if this actually ever makes it in? You know what I mean? Like in this, in this, uh, right. And then we get a close up of Ned Lee holding a shotgun and a pitchfork, mm. which is fun. And then there's a shot of of uh, Winona maybe in the barn. She's being um, kind of corralled by guys in scary uniforms, maybe like black badge guys. Who knows? Right. And she's got some flannel PJ pants on. Clearly, well, in like kind the, of like pajama situation, which is adorable. Yeah, her with her expression and the PJ pants. <laughs> yeah, it's a good shot. <laughs> uh, and then another shot of Winona in looks like maybe a warehouse of some kind, and she's got she's all strapped up with guns and stuff. And and as you say, Tara, it's like there's a, a crew. Uh, she she's like there's a camera guy, there's a boom pole. It's it's all very sort of behind the scenes stuff. But oh boy, I sure can't. I, I can't wait till we can actually talk about episodes and not just like you know two or three frames of <laughs> analyzing uh, snippets. Yep. So, you put enough thought into these tiny snippets. I can't even right? imagine what you're going to do with the real episode. I know it's going to be it's going to be bad. You guys are going to have to rein me in so that this doesn't become a Winona Earp podcast. I don't understand being obsessed <laughs> with television shows, but okay. That one <laughs> so bad. There might have to be a Winona Earp takeover when this episode finally be, air. Maybe. By the way, I feel like just watching the rest of that video too. A lot of there were fans basically talking about how much Winona means to them, how they fought for the show, how important it was to get it back. I feel like, you know, it it makes me think this is a little bit of what Xena would have been like if social media, if this kind of atmosphere existed back in the Xena day. You know, the Agreed. you know, because it was this you know the pa- the level of passion basically that the show has. Yeah, right, it so feels very, very night esque yeah. to me. Yeah. Right. Uh, great, and you know, it feels like the the the, the season four teaser trailer is going to be coming out pretty soon. I feel. I would it. hope so. We don't have a definitive start date, though, right? Just July, they've said. Is there? There's no specific date. There's no specific date. No, no one has said July officially. Okay. Um. My gut says July. Yeah, I'll trust your gut. Yeah, and I, your, yeah, yeah, your gut okay. won't lie. Okay, your gut <laughs> won't lie to us. <laughs> trust my gut. Anything else in purgatory? Uh, there's one more thing. All if right. you're an artist and you want to showcase some of your Winona Earp art, Sci-Fi wants to make your design part of their season four key art so if you go to sci-fi i'm sure there's a there's an obvious where i think that sci-fi there's a winona or page on the sci-fi uh website and uh you can submit some art and it could be featured on across all the platforms as the official key art of season four and you get a thousand bucks what? For, for your trouble so check that out that's kind of cool that's if uh, you win right that's if you win and uh, there will be five runner-ups, and each runner-up will get a, a hundred bucks, and uh, maybe that their art will be so showcased on social channels as well. There's a lot of fan art out there; it's really great, and I know Cat Braille features a lot of it on her mm-hmm. Instagram. She does, so yeah, uh, that's really fun. Again, another way that the show is embracing their fans, and you know, kind of the fan, the line between fan and show is is blurring a bit. So it's pretty great. All right, we're leaving Purgatory. 
Bye, Purgatory. San Diego Comic-Con, as we kind of expected, is now going to be Comic-Con at home. They're going to do a free virtual edition, which is pretty great. That's free. They could have charged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it'll be the same weekend that it was scheduled to be in real per- in real life, uh, July 22nd through the 26th. And they're going to have a online exhibit hall. So you can see exhibitors. Yeah, they'll have some panels. And I think you'll also be able to go and, and visit all the vendors virtually. That's interesting. Are they going to have an app that forces us to stand in lines and or keep moving? They have to. Keep moving. There's no standing here. I want. I need the full experience. Hmm. I want to be kept on my feet for 10 hours. And, 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 yell, and, and also yell that. Yeah. That's part of the experience. You know, I didn't read that anywhere. I'll, let me, I'll read, I'll read it again. Maybe I missed it. Also for meals, I feel like you're required to order. I mean, you can order delivery, but it has to be the most expensive delivery, delivery <laughs> right. option available. And you have to, and, or that takes the longest to get to you. Or you can only eat um, hot dogs and <laughs> gross hamburgers and cookies. Yes, Mrs. Fields cookies. Yep. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad. That makes uh, me want to get those foods. Yeah, I know. Oh. So, I mean, you guys go every year. So, I mean, obviously it's not it's not the same, but um, will, you, will you be enjoying some of those uh, activities that weekend? I'll for sure check yeah. it out. And I'm going to make make myself stand outside in the backyard in the blazing sun <laughs> as well, because <laughs> that's part of the fun, too. Are we going to dress up, though? Oh, that would be even more fun. I don't think yeah. I have any costumes here. And then I have to wear my costume outside in the sun <laughs> to sweat through it. Yes. Walk around, get an Uber to drive you back to your <laughs> house. <laughs> We want to truly live the con experience. And if you want, like, you, I can call you. You can put me on speaker and I'll just yell at you. Yeah. Keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> you can't stand there. You can't sit down there. <laughs> Got to be a way to make a line for the bathroom. Although, actually, the bathroom lines weren't that bad. I will say that. There were plenty of bathrooms. Yeah. The bathrooms were one of the, yeah, but some of the things that worked very well. You could not stand outside waiting for your friends. No. Yelled at. Keep moving. You can't lean on the wall. No. <laughs> and also, you know, you can. You can camp outside to stand in line. That's true. Camp you outside and wear the panels every day. That sounds fun, guys. Yeah. We should that do that. Fun. We should do that. Yeah. Good times. I like I like the way we talk about this and so negatively, but we go over here. <laughs> yeah. And it so, we do love. And it's not ne- it's it's part of the experience. It, it is really part is. Of the experience. They actually have badges. Like, like some company, like some group there were selling like Girl Scout patches things for the various That's cute. San Diego Comic Con things that you have to experience. Right. What are they going to do, though? Panels? Online shopping? Do they announce anything? Like, what else? That's kind of it. It's all very vague for now. They're very vague. They got mm-hmm. over a month to get figured out. Exactly. They have time to figure it out. I, I mean, like they normally, they don't even announce the actual, I mean, I'm sure they know it, but I think the actual schedule isn't announced till pretty close to the event. Two weeks. Normally. Two weeks two out. Two weeks before the yeah. event. So you oh. have... Sometimes yeah. some, the major networks will release if they're going to have a panel, but it won't say like when or what, you know, what day or what time until two mm-hmm. weeks before. Well, and, so. and, you know, this is, I mean, as far as <laughs> Wine Owner goes, that's usually when they would find out about getting uh, picked up, right? Yep. Over Comic-Con weekend. So Yeah. So, and it usually was around the time that they would start airing episodes for a season. So. Mm-hmm. 
but they're already renewed for season five, so... I guess, but no one's really talking about that yet. I think people are just, just like, yeah. season just because four. season four exactly. seems like it's just uh, impossible, like it's never gonna happen. Like we're never gonna see those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Feels so far away. You know what we need to do, kids? If we're able to all gather together at that point, mm-hmm. we need to have a watching the, for the premiere night. We need to all oh, gather. Yeah. What night does it usually air? I don't even know if well, I know. Last it usually wait is it. Friday? Friday? I know last year Friday, at Comic-Con, right? they aired it, and then they re-aired it because it was during Comic-Con. So they had, like, a special That's right. airing, and then they redid it because they knew a lot of people were at Comic-Con or, you know, that they... Well, if it works out for us to gather together to watch the premiere, we should do that. Because that'd be fun. That'd be fun. And um, I think there's a way that we can hook it up in the backyard and do, like, a big... Uh, <gasps> <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> projector why not an earp night in the backyard okay. oh fun times are tough okay. these days man that sounds awesome let's do it yeah and if it's over comic-con we can we could set up tents and we could <laughs> wait like we're waiting in line for the winona panel we can we can record an episode from the tents <gasps> oh that sounds like Ooh. fun we should do a special comic-con episode from tents done okay done it's happening right. yes Put it on the oh. calendar. <laughs> Let me hear my calendar. <laughs> okay, that'll be fun. Now, now I'm excited. Yep. About Comic Con. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, we'll make Con it is on. Con yeah. is on. I'm gonna wear nerd shirts through the whole weekend. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we have to wear our costumes. Oh, that's right. Wendy, you said you don't have costumes. I don't think I have any with me. That was short sighted on my part. Yeah, we have to bring our. Our alcohol for day drinking. <laughs> that is a key component. I do have my young Han Solo outfit. I could do that. Oh, what is that? Oh, just sort of the young, the the Solo movie. I have the jacket and it's basically black pants with some boots. And Great. I, I, used, I wore a black tank top. I don't know where his belt is. I have a belt somewhere. Mm. You know, it's like the girlish version of Solo. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, this just in, breaking news. There is a... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I mean, it's not that breaking. BuzzFeed. Oh, yeah, it's not that breaking. Actually, it's not breaking at all. It was, oh, no, it was yesterday. It was recent, um, yeah. Yeah. So BuzzFeed put together a list of 21 TV characters who made people realize they're gay. So before we get into this, this is all, all these are, I think, fan fan favorites they were in other words i think they 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 sent out hey guys tell us who you know what characters made you realize you were gay and then maybe they accumulated all the 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 answers and came up with this list but that being said here comes a rant <laughs> she's mild mannered by day but she's got something to say she's wendy and she's gonna rant hell yeah i'm gonna rant okay this list let me just first of all say it has it has my people on it. It has Root and Shaw. So that's that makes me happy. It has a lot of good entries. But you know who it doesn't have? I feel like when you hear of characters that make people realize who, something about themselves, maybe help them come out, life-changing experiences. I don't know. For me, the first name I think of is Xena because it was like a flipping revolution, all the women that showed up because of her. And had their life tr- lives transformed because that character in that show. Is she on the list? No, she's not. She's not. 
but Wendy um, and Morgana yes. from Merlin is on the list. <laughs> Who? So how are you going to argue that? <laughs> Morgana? Morgana from Merlin. She's on the list. I, doesn't she just, I mean, where's where's the room for Xena when you have... You should have just More added it for May 22. Oh, well, Nicole Hot's on the list, so you got to give well, her Well, yes, a there is some things yeah, on here. Morgana from Mer- Oh, wait, that's is that Katie? Morgana from Merlin? Yeah. So oh, okay. Well, let me just tell you, I don't care what the list is, and there's probably other... Uh, Omissions. Hey, let's not forget Joe Poldichek, by the way. This is obviously slanted towards younger generation, but any list without her or Xena is incredibly flawed. But I... Like I said, and Dana Scully is on there, even though it's not like she wasn't a good character, but she is Dana Scully. Um, yeah, she made people hey, feel things. Arun Shaw, so that that part makes me happy. But. <laughs> and they put Marco Del Rossi from Degrassi on here. Where the hell is Paige Michael Chuck from Degrassi on here? That's what I want to know. There are they did not uh, gather enough uh, this missions uh. apparently, but. <laughs> You know, no offense to those who definitely those characters influenced and changed their lives. That's all good. But come on, Xena, Xena. It's like she's known for that. It's true. Either yeah. Xena or Gabrielle. My God. Either like, one. Both of them. Well, both Willow, of them. Willow and Tara are, are on this list as a couple. So yes, why not? Yes. You know, it feels like and Rune and Shaw are on there I mean, she well. go from Kim Possible? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, look, obviously this is not a scientific study, but come on. That's just, Ugh. it's irresponsible journalism. Opinions. <laughs> it is irresponsible. I blame the media. For- Who's going to put Tara and Willow from Buffy and then not Xena? They're the, they're the same time period. They are, yeah. Close to it, yeah. You're yeah. right. All right. We'll rant over. <laughs> I feel like that was, we've we've sufficiently ranted. Ugh. Well, it was a deserving rant. It was. I mean, come on. How how can we not? We have to. It's our job. Really? I mean, make it 22. Oh, God. We're going to give our, our deets later. <laughs> like the deets. Uh, you know, all the, the social, the, the mail. Who is there anybody else that was left off this? We'll revise. We'll re- revisit this question later on. Well, I'm already looking at the comments and they're already saying, what about Tatiana Maslany's characters from Orphan Black? There's people already. Raven from Teen. Where's Raven from Teen Titans? So there were, you know. Uh, for for me, it was Veronica Mars. Ooh, that makes sense. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All did right. anybody mention Dina in the comments yet? Not yet, it's but somebody did mention Sigourney Weaver, and that's a great point. Oh. Was Zena for me. There we go. Ah. I'm straight, but I had a, a little bit of a thing for Gabrielle as a young teen girl. Nice. That was a, yeah. All right. Well. All right. Noted. <laughs> Speaking of queer characters. Or, queer, or people realizing that they're queer. Guys, it's time to mosey on over to our virtual Pride Festival. Can you hear me? So loud in the club. Club snob. <laughs> wow. Our film festival continues. Last week, we decided we were going to watch the half of it the Netflix sh- uh, movie. And just to be clear, Netflix is not a sponsor on this podcast. No, it's nope. not. <laughs> but if you'd like to be, it does have a lot of movies. It does. Yeah, we're open to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the half of it is a uh, a high school romantic comedy. I think it's a romantic comedy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, rom-com, totally. 
And the, uh, the, the little sort of uh, tag is when smart but cash-strapped teen Ellie Chu agrees to write a love letter for a jock. She doesn't expect to become his friend or fall for his crush. It's written Ooh. directed by Alice Wu, who, Wendy, what's the movie that she did before this or that she's kind of known for? Oh, I, I didn't know this until I looked her up today, but Saving Face right. is the movie mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. she'd done before. Have you guys seen that? No, me neither. But yeah, yeah, maybe we should. I uh, think so. So Leah Lewis plays Ellie Chu. Daniel Deemer plays Paul Munsky. He's the jock. Alexis Lemer Lemire plays Asher. She's the, yeah. the, the 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 woman that everyone has a crush on. The the young woman. And Colin Chow plays Ellie's dad. Uh, and sorry, Ellie Chu is sort of our hero. She's who we are mm-hmm. rooting for. So this movie is a, a sort of a very a very it uses the the very used trope of sort of the you know this the Cyrano de Bergerac where it's like I'm in love with somebody can you write something for me right I don't know how to express my love and then they think I'm you or yeah exactly or and think you're me so it's a very it's a very well worn trope but it works I think it works very well in this movie mm-hmm. I loved this movie I will me say too. I was not in the mood when we started watching it. It's a high school movie, which I'm like high school, whatever. It's a romantic comedy, which I don't usually watch. I could not have loved this movie more. I thought it was fantastic all the way around. I I really, really liked this movie. Yeah. It's yeah. very sweet. Uh, it's it's unexpected. Shot. It's unexpected. Yes. It's very smart. Yes, right. Um, it didn't feel like it was aimed towards only a young adult audience like i it it definitely no, you're right. it i you know it kind of i was able to connect to it for sure it's oh, relatable for sure yeah they had i liked a couple times they used some classic songs not current high school teen type of music they used some classic like if you could read my mind i don't know if that's the name of it but like you know songs from like the 70s or something in there that i liked uh yeah it didn't have a feel like we're just trying to appease teenagers at all. No. And it was uh, not mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong with that, but this was just, it surprised me. It didn't go that route. Um, right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, though, it definitely was- had some like cliche um, over the top things or co- almost unrealistic things. It was done in a way that felt realistic to me because I was like, yeah. Ooh, I felt that even though they had to do it in a way that was like, Oh, come on, this doesn't happen. It's like, Oh no, but those feelings happen. And I felt oh, yeah. those same yeah. feelings and you can yeah. re- still relate to that. For sure. And I just thought it was great. Now, one of my first things that I saw when, Oh, by the way, sorry, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. We, we'll get into like, you know, actual plot points yeah. and stuff. Sorry. Go okay. ahead. Right. Yeah. Um, so my first impression when I saw the, you know, the, the characters my fr- of the characters, mm-hmm. um, when they showed, uh, what's her name? Aster. Oh, yes. I thought, that chick is 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was very attractive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is a 30-year-old. There's no way that's a teenager, right? They're supposed to be 17. Okay. Or I was like, at least I hope not. But then, go the opposite way. Um, Ellie. Oh, my God. Me, they definitely <laughs> made her look young. And so I was like, I got to look up their their ages, their real life ages. Okay. okay. So Ellie was 23 and Aster's 24. So then I felt a oh. little less dirty. Um, Good. Yeah. yeah. 
Good. So then I didn't feel so bad watching the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, and it's funny you say that because, yeah, when, when Allie first comes on screen, I'm like, oh, she's like a child. Yeah, like 13, and I thought. I'm like, oh, maybe this is a high school, you know, maybe I'm the wrong target for this. And then she opened her mouth and you're like, oh, no, she speaks like an adult. She's very smart. Like, okay, I felt I feel better about watching the movie. You know what happened when she opened her mouth? The Florence Pugh effect. She had that voice. <laughs> it did not fit with what you saw. And, and as soon as she started speaking, I was like, okay, I already like her better. Because this sounds like- cool. It reminds me of the Florence Pugh thing. I yeah, it's a little husky, husky, very mature. Yeah, she had husky. very, yeah. Pew, pew, we got pewed. Right. Pew, pew. You got pewed. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, she is uh, the only, she's the only Asian person in this whole town, basically. Uh, it's a small town. Her and her, her dad. Yeah. Her and her dad. And she, she's running a little business. She's doing people's uh, essays for them. So she's, she's making some money on the side to, to you know, help out. Uh, and I have to say one of my favorite characters was the teacher. <laughs> that knows essentially she knows that ellie is writing these everybody else's essays and you know she writes this one about love it's kind of how the movie opens and she writes the so she's writing six different people's essays about love right so when she hands it into the teacher and she goes oh wow you did six different takes on love uh and she goes well what you want me to stop writing them for him she goes oh god no because then i'd have to actually read what they would actually give me <laughs> i'd much rather write all read all of your takes on it than theirs so yeah it's pretty great yeah, that was great uh was that was great. a fun relationship uh for sure and then so this sort of very awkward but lovable jock paul uh what's his last name it's a great last name. Munsky. 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 Come on, Munsky. Yeah. <laughs> he has a crush or he thinks he's in love with Aster. She's like the prettiest girl in school. And so he comes she to. She probably is the prettiest girl in there. She's definitely no the prettiest. Lie. She's no one lie. of the prettiest girls I've ever seen if I saw her. How does <laughs> <laughs> she remind us of Liv Tyler? In some yes. Of Liv oh, Tyler. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. She, she kind of looked like that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Paul Munsky says, hey, Ellie, can you. Can you please write? Uh, basically, he 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 tried writing a letter. It was terrible, and it was Elliot. along the lines of, "Hey, let's have lunch. I like to dip my fries in a shake. It's good, <laughs> and you're pretty." <laughs> yeah. He up his dead grandmother for some reason. <laughs> yeah, right. Then he said, "Oh, oh, just forget I said anything about the dead grandmother." <laughs> right. So she uh, re- reluctantly agrees to do this. So, I mean. I feel like the the love story here is their friendship, really. Oh, like they, completely, definitely. Ellie, Ellie and Paul, you know, they they probably shouldn't be friends. Like on paper, it doesn't make sense. But she, over time, lets this guy in, and they are ta- talking about very personal things. And you get to know that he's not just some dumb dude. Like he's got feelings and goals, and he wants to, like, you know, he doesn't want to disappoint his family. And he, you know, he turns out to be this like just genuinely nice dude. He sticks up for her against uh, jerks in school. Like he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is the, their friendship. I think is probably my favorite part of of the movie overall. Yeah, it was nice. It was really nice. It was yeah, it's very sweet. And, and it um, felt real. It felt earned. Yeah, and it never. She was never condescending toward him. Um, and he, you know, it, she generally wanted to help. And I really loved the whole there back and forth about, well, isn't love really about the effort you're willing to put in? Yeah. And when she realizes that, hey, he's okay, he's at least willing to put in the effort, right, to learn about these things that Aster likes. So he kind of helps 
to, or she helps coach him um, on the things Astro likes and helps him, you know, read things he's never read before and um, go through this whole process. And she never does it in a demeaning way. She, you know, they're always just like this positive support for each other, even though they're so different from each other. She's very honest with him, which comes across sometimes as a little brutal, but you're right. She's never making fun of him. Right. No, no. Uh, and so it turns out that Ellie also has a crush on Aster. What are the odds? What? I imagine <laughs> most of the school does. I mean, crazy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And so through these letters and these sort of text messages that Ellie and Aster are exchanging when Aster thinks it's Paul Munsky, uh, Aster starts to warm up to this, this character, this, this, you know, basically it's a, an amalgamation of Ellie and Paul, but, uh, and so Ellie and Aster have these great conversations back and forth and, you know, they're connecting and little does Aster know that it's actually Ellie that she's connecting with and, you know, uh, heartbreak ensues, but it's, you know, it's, it's just, it, you kind of see where it's, where it's headed and like, you know, listen, it's a rom-com, like, you know how it's probably going to end, but there was a lot of cool surprises on the way. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And just the journey is nice. It's a it's enjoyable. Yeah, like, it was paced really very like well. Characters. Yeah, the pacing, the characters all the way around are fun. Um, yeah, yeah. I was so surprised how much I really liked it. And uh, so Paul, the actor that plays Paul, he's a giant. There's one scene where he yes. and Aster, when they first kiss. He's like towering, towering over her. Yeah, I, I, I remarked on that. I'm like, is she tiny or is he huge? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they put her on an apple box or something. But it turns out he is six four in real life. I believe it. Oh, wow! <laughs> <He's giant. laughs> wow. Um, and so there's there's one scene that I I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I forget how it gets set up, but Aster basically wants to go hang. Oh, she Aster invites Ellie. Do you want to go hang out? Like she was dropping off a, yes. a painting for Paul and Ellie happened to be there. And uh, she's like, hey, let's go hang out. So they end up going to a hot springs. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and so up until this point, uh, Aster and Ellie haven't really had that many one on uh, that we've seen. Haven't had that very many little one-on-one connection. Yeah. Very- right. Like very little screen time at all yeah. together. Yeah. And so I'm not sure why Aster invited her to go hang out in these hot springs. And I'm not sure why she decided to go skinny dipping. Right. And I even as I was watching that, I thought, oh no, no. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to the secret spot I know about, okay? Yeah. <sighs> they get out and and they're walking there and then you see the pool. And I was like, oh, no, girl, no, you're not going to. And she's like, all right. She's like taking her shirt off. And I was like, no, this poor girl. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, what, what What do we think? What was Aster's motivation? Do you think at that point she might be attracted to Ellie? Like, I'm not sure I why think, that happened. I don't want to go. I mean, are we going to spoil what happens? I think there was. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. We are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then seriously, stop listening if you don't know. If you don't want to know how it ends, it's still fun to watch. But if you don't want to know the ending, stop listening. Yeah, and or then just skip ahead like ten. Skip minutes. ahead. Skip ahead. Um, you know, because she even says at the end that she kind of thought maybe she knew what mm. was going on in a way, okay. even right. subliminally. So maybe there was a way, like she kind of, you know, because when she saw her in the bedroom and she 
uh, Ellie looks at the art. She's like, oh, I like that stroke, lonely but hopeful or whatever. I mm. feel like that kind of switched something like she started wondering then or maybe like that. So maybe there's a part of her that even if she wasn't thinking of it in a romantic way, just like this is someone I feel like I might connect to. I don't know. But it was kind of random, but, you know. But it was funny, some of the scene where she's like in the shirt. She's like, I'm a Russian doll of layers or some of her clothes or <laughs> she's whatever like, her line was. What'd she say? Are you wearing long johns or something? Yeah. Or <laughs> oh, man, that made me so awkward old because I felt like oh, that feeling when you're with the girl that you like and you yeah. don't know. Oh, my God. And you're it's so awkward. And no, it's horribly. Oh, awkward. man. But then, you know, there's a sweet moment there, too. Exactly. So, what yeah. you know, it, it seems like Aster has wrestled off one of her layers. And so when we see them. <laughs> she, she puts it on herself. Yeah. We see Daddy. them again. And they're, it's, 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 a, and it's a lovely scene. And yeah, it's, it's very sweet. It turns into a very sweet moment. But the awkwardness of being in that, it just felt like, oh, I know. Painful. It was hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think that says a lot about you and I, Tara. We've maybe. Yeah. Been, yeah. Uh, I, could, I just felt, I felt the, uh, the awkwardness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Poor girl. Of like a girl that's totally comfortable with her body and right. she's in a thing. And then like you're there and you're so awkward and you have these feelings yeah. you don't know, you know, and yeah. I'm not taking off any clothes. I'm just going <laughs> right. to. Sorry. Yeah. That's me. Uh, and, and I like and, the way they did it. Like it's it's showing Aster, and you you know that Ellie's getting undressed in the not scene, and then you hear the splash, like her getting in the water, and you expect right. it then the shot to show like she has taken off like everything but her underwear, but no, it shows she's got the t shirt on, and <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I love and Aster was is a great character, and you know she's very nice and very yeah. you know she's not the typical teen movie like bitch that you find out is actually a nice person like she's just consistently nice and that's part of the reason paul likes her too that you know she he's always saying well she's really pretty and she's nice to everybody you know right (laughs) so there's another little little layer to it so Um, this whole time and so uh aster and paul actually go end up going on a couple of dates (laughs) more awkwardness (laughs) Very awkward. Uh, but she actually even refers to it, as, at least one of them, as a date to Ellie, I think. She has a boyfriend. Right? That's never... Yeah, she kind of does. They never touch isn't on that, that. Isn't that weird? And and so much... I mean, yeah, he's like the pop, like the popular jock guy. He thinks he's great. Yeah. Uh, he's cute. And, Not gonna lie. He's pretty cute. No, he's a very good, very attractive guy. Seems fun. You don't only really see him being a, a, a jerk. There are some other jerks. No. Mm-hmm. He's, he's never. He's not like a bad guy. He's just no, kind of. Right. He's not even in the crowd that was making fun of Ali. Those no. that was like a different crowd. He's just kind of like the cool bro dude. Yeah, he's a total. I feel like bro. it's more like he probably he she is his girlfriend, but it just shows you how much. It's not about how much he loves her. It's just like she's the girl, like you know, trophy girl, kind of like prettiest you know. girl in school, the trophy girl, like yeah, he, you know. She's not really concerned of his more. She's he's there like that mudding things like, did you get the picture? You know, <laughs> which jacket should I wear? Yeah, this right. one or that one? That's you know, she's helping about. him pick out clothes and <laughs> uh, he doesn't uh, mentally engage her. I'm guessing, right? But I mean, that being said, like, so Astra's like cheating on him. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, it's pretty never much. like she never even says, "Well, I feel bad. I shouldn't be here. I'm with yeah. what's his face? Trig, you know? trig, trig, trig." Of course, I don't know why I forgot about that. <laughs> and it's a small town. 
Has yeah. nobody mentioned to trick? Oh, by the way, why was Ellie and Paul at the the restaurant last night? Like, isn't right, it the, weird? Like the one restaurant in town, right? Yeah, well, it was a weird. Was a, it was a weird plot hole for me. When they're right. lying, or in one of the first ones, she was like, "Thank you for meeting me here." Like some kind of like it was like a random place, maybe that she was trying to avoid being seen. I feel like oh, like out of town, one of them maybe. said something like, "Thank you uh, for okay. meeting me here," but I can't remember exactly. Okay, that was why she said it. It may not have been or whoever said it. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. And well, um, like, you'd think the guy, too, that they, you know, he's hitting on, I guess they weren't friends. And they're teammates. Paul they and that, and Trigg are on the same football team. You're right. They are. Yeah. Wow. That was some other layered drama that could have unfolded if you found out about that. That's true. That hmm. would have been awkward. I didn't think about that. Um, and then, So Astra has flaws. She's she flawed. Has flaws. It's high school. <laughs> She's it's 17. Wait, Ah, they're not married. She can do what she wants. Right. Uh, there yeah. ain't no ring on it. Yeah. No <laughs> ring on it. Of course, he tries to put a ring. So all this sort of this, you know, this uh, love triangle, if you will, comes to a head in the church. A- Aster's dad is the head priest or preacher or something. Mm-hmm. He's the head of the church. And he's giving a sermon. It's a s- Easter Sunday, I think. Easter Sunday sermon, maybe. Yeah. And. He he says, all right, Trig, uh, why don't you lead us in whatever it is that they do in church? And he, he gets up and he proposes to Aster. First, he, he starts out with like Ecclesiastes right. or something. What's he like? Love person. is patient. Love is kind. It's like, yeah. it's like an Aster. Uh. You, you hear those. You hear that at weddings, I feel, a lot, right? Love, you know, people will yeah. go up and read a, whatever. Like that's, that's a very common thing you hear at weddings. Right. Oh, the- and it should be said that Ellie plays the organ. She, I'm sorry, she plays yes. the organ at the church, right? And, she, and, and she's, she's a, she's a, she is like, a a, she doesn't believe in God. Yeah, she's a heathen. <laughs> Asteroid says, well, you're my dad's favorite heathen because he still lets you <laughs> in the right. church to play because you're such a beautiful organist. So that's right. Uh, oh, and so before this, we, uh, Paul basically, Paul gets the winning, he, he, Paul gets a touchdown. It's like the first touchdown that this that football team funny. has had in like 30 years or something. <laughs> and and uh, even gets a banner on the board. Paul got us on the board. It's got Paul's yeah. picture on it at school. Very cute. Uh, but he turns out has feelings for Ellie now. And so he tries to kiss her after the game. Doesn't go well. And, he, and she basically, he figures out that, oh, wait, you're in love with Aster too. And he says, like, well, it's a sin, though. Now you're going to hell. Which was a weird thing because you never really it just didn't. It seemed that line seemed out of place. Maybe he was just like well, in shock and didn't know what else right. to say. And he he that, never really yeah. acknowledged uh, like uh, being religious. Well, yeah, here's the thing. All that. right. Because earlier in the thing, because remember Aster and Ellie had a discussion about God and or her being atheist. What does she believe in that whole bit? Mm-hmm. And then later, uh Aster asks Paul, do you, do you believe in God? And he's like, of course. And I feel like it's, you know, hmm. all in that small town environment, like probably everybody goes to church right. to where it's just something never, you hear said. Well, yeah. He's never met a gay person, I'm guessing, in a small town. So as soon as like, this is like, wait, you like women? Well, that's a sin. You're going to hell. Like, that's the first thing that would pop into right. his head. Like an automatic kind of a thing. But I, I do like how he, he resolves it pretty quickly, like with one yeah. Google effort. And um, which I felt like then led to his mom seeing it and thinking maybe he's get which like that could have been a whole long, like longer yeah. subplot. But it he he got he got OK with it pretty quick. So it didn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it didn't haunt him for very long. So all this kind of comes to a head in the church. 
Trig proposes, and uh, Ellie interrupts the proposal, and then she kind of clams up, and then Paul interrupts the interruption. <laughs> First, let's put into context how great those interruptions were, because for me, that was one of those really sensationalized points where I was like, what? This seems a little out of place, right? So Ellie interrupts and then there's a, oh, like a gasp from the crowd. Oh, I love and, then the it up, and then she does a mini speech and then all of a sudden there's another interrupt. Oh, another gasp. <laughs> and then by like the second gasp I was like, I see what they're doing here. And then Paul makes this great speech and the priest is like, uh, thank you, Ellie. <laughs> and he's like, and thank <laughs> you, Paul. Funny. He's trying to move it. <laughs> yeah, and then awesome. you think it's done. And then again, there's another one and it's, it's great timing i it thought was, on that it was brilliant that's a great scene very funny and then paul's uh, mom is like it's okay if you know if you're gay it's totally fine it's like great also i want to change our sausage recipes and then she <laughs> yeah. freaks out yeah. <laughs> that was a great scene uh yeah, was- and that's sort of like the i think that i feel like that's sort of like the climax of the movie right that's right ridiculous. and ellie comes down from like the organist's perch she comes down and, and i thought oh no girl oh don't go try to kiss her right now no 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 stop and I was like, read the room, read the room. No. And she doesn't. Thank God. She doesn't. And she, but she, she, says she just something. says something about, right, about love being bold and messy. And, and, and it triggers a conversation oh, that she and yeah. Astrid had. And Astrid, that's when she realizes, oh, yeah. you're the one that I've been talking to, not Paul Munsky. Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> this is a great move, man. Astrid walks, oh. walks down the way, doesn't even look at Paul, just slaps him. <laughs> He slaps him across the face. That was Man, great. Like a boss. That was awesome. Yes. That was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, and then um, there's also this whole other story. Like there's so, I feel like there's so much going on in this movie. So they're like mm-hmm. story, uh, the storyline with her, uh, Ellie and her dad and her mom who passed away. Like there's this whole other stuff. There's all the stuff going on. There's a lot in the movie. Right. But, Basically, she feels guilty for she doesn't want to leave for college because she doesn't want to leave her dad there. So she decides she's going to go to college. She goes and I'm not sure the timing of the the movie. I'm not sure. All of a sudden, like everyone's going off to college. I feel like it jumped ahead a bit after the. It must have. Yeah, there must have been a time. The wedding. Well, that was Easter, so it must have jumped to June, end of May or June, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so, unless I'm forgetting anything major, basically, it's the big sort of the the moment that Ellie and Aster talk about what happened essentially. And they're both going to college soon or art school. Aster's going to art school mm-hmm. and it's a great scene. And, you know, I, at the very, one of the very first lines in the movie, there's a, a voiceover that Ellie's saying, in case you're wondering, this isn't a love story. So I was like, okay, maybe this is not going to be a, tra- maybe that is like the whole, the love story is the friendship. And, you know, who knows how it's going to end. So I was not expecting a kiss at the end. I didn't think that was going to happen. And, that, and then it's like, oh, it's not your traditional rom-com. And that's kind of cool, too. Like, maybe yeah. they went a different way. But they do share moments. And, you know, Ellie gets up the courage and is bold. And before before they leave each other, she runs up. She gives her a kiss. Well, it was after they had this great conversation, too. True. Essentially, they walk together and they're saying, you know, and she says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to to embarrass you. You know what, I, like to make you be hurting because of what I did. It was not my intention. Um, and they had this conversation about, you know, well, you know, I think she even asked, like, have you 
have you felt this way or something like that? And Astor says something along the lines of, you know, I'm, I have time to figure this out. Maybe in a couple years, I'll have this figured out more, like how I feel, how I, you know, this whole, you know, about the, in reference to the whole gay thing and who it's not like a, oh yes, I love you. I, you know, you're the one I want to be with. It's nothing like that. It's just a, no, you make me feel something and I'm gonna, I got to figure it out. Give me a couple years. And there's that great line about right. like, all right, well, let's check back in a couple years. Right. <laughs> and then as, or, uh, then Ellie walks away and she's like, runs back, kisses her and says, all right, see you in a couple years. <laughs> and then she that goes, was really cute. that was really cute. Yeah. And Aster has this very sort of sweet smile on her face where she's like, okay, okay. Yeah. I will, I will think about it. So no, it was very, it was, yeah. it was a very sweet way to end that sort of story. Yeah. And then I love the ending. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, maybe tear up. <laughs> so Ellie gets on the gets on a train, and you know, previously, they Paul and Ellie were watching a movie, and it was you know a, a woman on a train. Train pulls away, guy starts running after her, and Ellie's like, "That guy's an idiot," and she knows it. And yeah. and Paul's like, "I think it's really sweet." <laughs> She's like, "No, stupid." It's like Ellie's like that girl doesn't even want him to do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> comfortable the train is too fast he knows he can't keep up it's stupid yeah <laughs> he's an idiot yeah so then we ha- we have their version of this scene and she and she's calling him a wussy the whole time that she's getting on the on the train like she's just like she's you like you're gonna cry like a little you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so she sits down and even through the window she's still calling him a wussy and then train starts to roll and you know you're you're kind of the camera's just sort of sitting on her we see we can see out the window and we're looking at Ellie. Here comes Paul Muncy. <laughs> He's <laughs> running his ass off. And it's very sweet. I may have gotten choked up a bit. Yeah, in that it moment. was good. It was, and a, it so was did a nice moment. and it was so good. Yeah. yeah. That's why, you know, because somebody was running after her, like that cared and yeah. not in a romantic way. No, but it was, you know, it was sweet. It was yeah. nice. It was well it done. It was great. And uh, um, yeah, again, the, I think I feel like the friendship between Ellie and yeah. Paul is really what this sort of the the love story is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. It was nice. It was it was a. And I want to watch Saving a, Face because of this movie. Right, me too. And, and he had a great Paul had a great relationship with with Ellie's dad yeah. too. Like he was yeah. started to bring him sausage, and her dad kind of taught the him, how, you know, with those right. spices and everything it was really cute, and how they they bonded as well. Yeah, it was awesome, and you felt like they were going to continue to do that once Ellie has left as well. She was gonna he was going to keep an eye on him. Basically, right it was very sweet. I did like that whole line about. You could settle for a really good painting or take that last bold stroke and get a great painting. You know, are you happy mm-hmm. just settling for the good or do you want to make that bold move that might get you something great? I like that. That was cool. Yeah. That that whole that whole scene where they did that back and forth painting with the spray paint yeah. and they yeah. each added a little something oh, and it you know, that was so good too. Yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. it's a good movie. If you're thinking, oh, this is like a teenage high school, whatever, I I'm old, man. I like this movie, but I can see this is a movie if I'd seen when I was that age, I think it would have really impacted me, had an impact on me. Oh, yeah. It's um, it's really well done, like to where I want to watch the other uh, saving face that this lady. Directed. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and I cool. just, so well done. I really loved the, how it ended with um, yeah. Ellie and Aster, how they, you know, yeah. were just like, yeah, we, you know. I like how they figured ended their, their story, but I also like that the ending ending was her and Paul. It felt right. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah she and Aspen barely had scenes together. A so. plus plus. 
A plus plus. I well, have so, no rainbows. How many rainbows? Ooh, that's right. Five out of five out of five rainbows. Five out me. of five rainbows. Are you thinking about it? Which I am thinking. Oh. Ooh. I mean, uh, I mean, you did mention I, like a plot hole that you. Yeah, you know? it's, hard, it's hard to give a perfect score. I'm going to say four and a half rainbows. Ooh. Yeah, I was still up okay. there. And I really, really liked it a lot. I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Good. It's great. Right. As well, was I. Good pick. Good pick. Yes. Do we know where we can find Saving Face? Can we watch that one? I just, I don't know where we can find that one. That is a fine question. Well, looks like you can rent it on Amazon Prime for two ninety nine. Oh, that's doable. Okay. I think that's your best bet. Yeah. yeah, it's got Joan Chen. I like Joan Chen. Two thousand four. She was in uh, Twin Peaks. Jessica Hecht. Okay. Oh, okay. There's people in. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely down for watching that. Two thousand four yeah. romantic American romantic comedy drama by Alice Wu. Well, Alice there you Wu go. Has earned my earned my respect. And yeah, she's to watch great, it. and let's. Uh, I, I really I can't wait to see what she does next. So, are we going to try to do two movies this week? I don't Again. know if we'll have time to talk about yep. two. Because we're also thinking about doing Lesbom. Yes, Lesbom. Do we want to hold off and make that another week and to concentrate on saving face? <laughs> let's do this. Let's do Lesbom next week. Okay. okay. Let's cleanse our Alice Wu palette and come right, back to right. it. And yeah, I feel we, like, we, yeah, we can come back to, to that. I feel like it'd be fun to just kind of, we can just do, when it's not pride, we can just do yeah. a, a, a film yeah. fest every now and then, right? Yeah. I'm all down. I'm all so down. if we're going to do Lesbom for next week as our pride selection, our yes. pride film fest selection. <laughs> so a quick little uh, inf- info about Lesbom. In this underrated comedy, a closeted woman named Lauren decides to finally come out to her family by bringing her girlfriend to her parents for Thanksgiving. Mm. However, she doesn't expect that her male roommate will also show up to dinner or that her parents will assume he's her boyfriend. <laughs> what follows is a series of hilarious misunderstandings, particularly from Lauren's two confused grandparents and her overly curious aunt. 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. By the Audience way. Audience score of 67%. So Okay. Okay. Next. Yeah. Bad, By the way, they, uh, the other half had 96% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's the other me. half of it. Yeah. yeah. The other half mm-hmm. of it. That's amazing. Wow. So this movie has Bruce Stern, Cloris Leachman, oh, Elaine Hendricks, Steve Kevin, Kevin uh, Pollack, Deirdre O'Connell. What? Rob Moran. Yeah. Great cast. I like Elaine Hendricks. She's like an animal supporter. Hmm. Animal well, she's advocate. in this movie. Nice. Cool. And, and it again. is on Netflix. Great. Too. So everybody hopefully can uh, watch along with us. And if you enjoyed this movie, uh, the other half, let us know. Write us in. Yeah, and actually, right. the other half of it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I keep messing that up. Uh, let us know what you thought. And actually, we heard from a listener uh, about last week's movie. No. I don't know. Uh, Tara, what is that email about? <laughs> Help me out here, Tara. I got nothing. Yeah. Well, it's from Tracy. Uh, Tracy, Tracy says, hey guys, I've really been enjoying your Pride Month shows. I watched A Secret Love when it first came out and pretty much had the same reaction of, as all of you. How they portrayed Pat really rubbed me the wrong way. I thought they could have spent a little more time on the baseball as well. Overall, I think I'd give it three and a half rainbows. See, it's catching That's on, yeah. right? I love it. I haven't seen the next film, so I'm looking forward to it. One of my favorite movies is Saving Face. 
So she has already yeah. seen Saving Face. I first saw it on Amazon Prime, but I've since brought my or bought my own copy. I didn't know it existed until early last year. It's really funny and has a different pers- perspective on coming out slash being out from a Chinese American community. The two main actresses were guests on a YouTube channel series called Drunk Lesbians Watch. It was oh, that sounds like fun. That sounds <laughs> basically what we do every week too. Like a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to see the actresses' reactions as they watched the movie again. All oh, that's fun. So it's like a rewatch of your own. That's oh, cool. That's cool. I would recommend checking it out or for both of you to check it out if you're in the mood for a romantic comedy with extra comedy afterwards. Happy Pride, ladies. Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. Awesome. And she already recommended Saving Face. So let's, that? uh, we'll ahead. put that on the list. She's ahead of us. Well, Tracy, if you've watched Saving Face, but not the other half of it, do with that too. Yeah. Well, she said she hadn't. She's going to, she's into it. So oh, awesome. yeah, you're right. Tracy, let us know what you think. And your rainbow score, please. Yes, please. All right, guys. Well, that's our film festival for the week. I think this is going very well. I'm enjoying the film festival. Me too. Yeah. We're good at this podcasting thing. (laughs) (laughs) I give us five rainbows. Hey, I give us four and a half. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a harsh critic. Uh, All right. Well, uh, just I'm going to throw in a personal reminder. Please. A friend of Snop. Amy Acker has her Dungeons and Dragons experience coming up on uh, the 18th. Nice. It uh, looks like she'll be playing at 2 p.m. PST, Pacific Standard Time, with uh, also Janina Gavincar. I'm probably saying her name wrong, but it's Poppy from L Word, and she's done a lot of, a lot of other. the really name right, things. Wendy. <laughs> yeah, you should talk. Um, so, anyway, check Ooh, that out. Friction uh, this week. Oh, my lordy. All right, calm down. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I don't even have a good website to tell you. Google Google uh, Dungeons and Dragons Red Nose Day and you'll find it. <laughs> Throw in her name. You'll find it. I don't know the exact website, but has I'm Amy, sure I'll, I'll tweet something about it. Has Amy reached out to you, Wendy, for any advice on uh, D&D? I thought she was going to ask us for some help. I don't know anything about it. I think she made the decision that she's better off not asking for her help. She's probably good, but although uh, another mutual friend of ours did reach out and say, if you have any questions, please hit me up. So hopefully, I don't know if she did, but she can put a little earpiece in. Yeah, exactly. This this friend is, um, hi, Amanda. This friend is uh, (laughs) definitely, she's just recently played. So she's really up on it. So hopefully she'll give her (laughs) Fine. Uh, Fine. Anyway, so Uh, keep that in mind if you want to check out Amy playing D and D on Thursday. Is that Thursday? Thursday, June eighteenth. Nice. All night. So, but all right. Well, yes. To wrap up our latest episode of uh, She Nerds Out, uh, you can find us on the Twitter uh, at Snopodcast. (laughs) All the all the all my mixed emotions with Twitter were just running through my head. Get the name right, Wendy. Not podcast. (laughs) SNO podcast. Go there. It's the Twitter. Hopefully you'll or, find something not annoying on Twitter uh, on our, our Twitter. Exactly. Or on Facebook and Instagram at She Nerds Out Podcast. You can send us an email at she nerds out at gmail.com. And if you like the uh, if you like the snop, if you're enjoying the snop, please uh, please uh, subscribe to us. Please rate us and review us because then we will feel validation and that's yeah. a, that's a good thing. We need it right now. It's a we little We need the we need not only the stars, but we want to hear like nice words too, like yes. to be written out because it does. It makes us feel better, feel validated. Yeah, it's really important right now. I feel like to get yeah. validation. <laughs> I 
mean, we're hanging out. We're doing this. And we like being with y'all. So so please. Yeah. Because we, you know. Send us some love. Hang- yeah. Love it. We good. beg you. We beg you. <laughs> <laughs> like now we're like desperate. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, on that uh, confident note of begging. She nerds out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like nerdy things.